Pink Grandeur in YYFM. You're listening to YYFM. Jeff Cuthbert, um, uh, Police Commissioner uh, in Gwent, uh, thank you very much for, for joining us today. Um, Jeff, could you tell us firstly, if I ask you, and this will go out on YYFM, as you know, thanks very much for doing it. Could you tell us, for the, those of us, who, which is pretty well the rest of the world, who don't know, what does a Police Commissioner do? Okay, it's a fair question. And uh, we've been around now for just over 10 years. Uh, and there's still, um, uh, I, I dread to use the word ignorance, but there is still a lot of misunderstanding is, yeah. uh, about, about the role of a commissioner and confusion uh, with the role of the chief constable. Um, I think the, the safest thing to, to say is that the commissioner provides the governance uh, for the particular police force that he or she is the commissioner for. Uh, and by governance, what I mean, it's it's their job to determine what the policy of policing should be in terms of local policing requirements, uh, as well as ensuring that the national uh, priorities are also met. So it's about balance um, and it's about ensuring uh, that the mechanisms are in place uh, so that uh, the chief constable and the chief officer team can be held to account uh, by their public representatives. Who 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 is the commissioner and uh, his or her uh, um, executive staff? Um, also, we have specific responsibilities. Uh, one one very important one is to make sure that there is a chief constable in post. So, if a chief constable retires, it's the job of the commissioner to find the replacement and to make the formal appointment of the replacement chief constable and under certain circumstances which would have to be quite severe um the commissioner does have the authority to dismiss the chief constable um so so yeah there's, there's actually a, a lot to it and i was only introduced you say about uh, 10 years ago um the, the role yeah and uh, the yes thereabouts yeah, yeah. Uh, and why, why was it? Why was it? You think you know, was it at all contentious, and why why was it sort of introduced? Yes, it, it was contentious at that time. Um, uh, the the newly elected coalition government uh, of the Conservatives and the Lib Dems decided to change the existing um, uh, organisation, which was what's called the Policing Authority, where largely it was made up of councillors uh, who were appointed by the local authorities that the police area covered uh, so um, five local authorities if you if you like uh, for um for for gwent uh, and uh, it was felt that the policing authority although it was a very important body uh, and did a lot of what the um commissioner now does, uh, it was considered to be pretty invisible in that um, there was it, it, it was uh, an additional duty to the duties of, of the councillors um, involved uh, and didn't carry the same clout as an elected commissioner who then has a full time job uh, in, in terms of the issues I've already described. So it was felt that that was the best way forward. And it was very controversial in that my party, the Labour Party, uh, at that time, uh, didn't feel 
that it, it needed that type of reorganization. But I would have to say, as the years have gone by, certainly my party has changed its view, having mm. now experienced how commissioners can make a very important difference. And we can do things uh, that the uh, the old uh, police authority just couldn't do, such as commission services like victim support, uh, working with, in our case, the Welsh Government on, on things like violence against women and girls and anti-racism. Uh, all these things have really enhanced uh, the role of police governance and brought a, a very strong and additional element to the work. And you might not, I don't know how you want to answer this, but I'm just wondering if you remember at the time, um, I mean, how long have you been in your role? Uh, I was elected first in 2016. Okay. So maybe before you came into the role then, or maybe you could talk, I'll, t I'll stick with your, your, your memories. And when you first came into the role, um, I suppose the, the role had existed for a, a few years, but not that yep. long. Do you, do you have any kind of um, uh, feelings about how that role is thought of by by you know by senior uh, police um, uh, personnel? I mean, is, is 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 it now is 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 it welcomed because it, it when it was fairly new, you know, was there still any reservations? I wonder. Well, I can only talk with any real authority in terms of Gwent, uh, yeah. although I'm I'm not aware that in any other part of Wales. Uh, that there are any particular tensions. Uh, the two roles, that of Chief Constable and um, uh, Police and Crime Commissioner, tend to complement each other in that, uh, and there's four commissioners, of course, four police forces across Wales, um, th that we have the same fundamental approach. Uh, that is, we're there to provide the best possible public service uh, yeah. for the people of our policing area um, within resources, uh, and of course, recognising where the restrictions may lie uh, and then working together whilst at the same time uh, fully understanding the different formal roles that we have. For example, it is the legal duty uh, of the chief constable uh, to make operational decisions on how policing is to be conducted and the legal duty, first of all, of the commissioner not to interfere with that operational responsibility, but then also to make it clear what the local priorities are and to make sure that there are mechanisms in place so that uh, there can be checks on what's being done uh, and that uh, if there is, if there are concerns about the way that uh, Gwent Police is behaving uh, in certain areas or addressing priorities, uh, then there is a mechanism uh, for that to be made, uh, shall we say, to formally remit that to the Chief Constable for attention to be given and changes to be made. Um, so there's, uh, you could say there's a potential for tension uh, in that, but in my experience, it's not happened. Uh, because we've managed to develop the right level of understanding uh, and when decisions are taken, they're hopefully seen as sensible by, by all concerned um, uh, and, and are consistent with the policies that we have, which is reflected in a public document called the Police and Crime Plan for Gwent. And you, you're originally from Gwent, are you, I guess? Yeah, well, I've lived in Gwent for well, of course, I was the assembly member for Caerphilly, 
uh, yes. since 2003. And yes, I've lived in Gwent um, for a long time. I'm trying to remember when I first moved uh, into Gwent. Um, uh, I think it was something like, yes, it was towards the end of the 70s. Okay, so you've been around a while. So the reason I was asking, I just wondering, uh, as as a kind of you know a long long time resident in that area, how does that is that sort of on your mind in in terms of you know you're kind of representing the people of Gwent and you've kind of got an affinity with the, with the area? Is that something that's there for you as well? Well, certainly, certainly, um, you identify with an area, and not just if you've lived there for some time, but yeah. Uh, as uh, you know, when I became the assembly member in, in 2003, um, uh, it reflected the um, involvement in public service, uh, mainly on a voluntary basis and certainly on a political basis as well, that I'd had uh, within uh, the area of both Caerphilly uh, and Gwent more generally for quite a while. So, yes. If you identify with an area and you understand the issues that impact upon people, which in many respects are the same issues anywhere, issues like employment, issues yeah. like housing, transport, um, crime, the impact of crime, which impacts in just about any community anywhere in the country. Uh, but you become a bit more familiar and understanding of the specific issues and how they apply uh, in your locality, so I th I think that it I think that's a great advantage. And, and why 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 did you um, why did you go for the role? What what, what led you to applying for the role and being part of the process? Because obviously it's on an elected basis. But what was the motivation? Yeah, uh, well, um, I was elected first of all as the. Um, Assembly member in 2003. Uh, I, I was in the National Assembly just before it became the Senate. It was the National Assembly. Hmm. Um, and I was there until uh, 2016. So I was there for 13 years. And I, if you like, I got used to that type of uh, public engagement. And yeah. uh, as we got towards 2016, uh, and I was coming up to uh, my mid sixties, uh, uh, I thought, well, uh, it is time, not that I wanted to retire because I enjoyed the work very much, but I thought on the other hand, it's not right um, to deny younger people the opportunity to serve as well. And I knew that there were uh, younger members of my party who were very keen to become the assembly mm -hmm. member. So I, uh, and I'd been a, a member of the Welsh government as well for three and a half years, um, which incidentally in, in my uh, second post within Welsh government for uh, Minister for Communities and Tackling Poverty, I had direct relationships involvement with policing and uh, and the, the first round of commissioners. So I understood what that job was about, um, even though I must stress course, uh, as uh, your listeners may, may know or may not, uh, policing in Wales is not devolved to the Welsh Government. It remains um, part of the Home Office. So it's the UK Government uh, that provides us with our resources in the main. 
uh, and we answer to the Home Secretary, even though in Wales we work very, very closely uh, with the Welsh Government. And that's because our key partners like health, like local government are all devolved. So yeah. we, we, we have to have that type of relationship. Uh, and we're very involved in the debate on the devolution of uh, criminal justice. Um, but uh, yeah, I felt then as I was getting ready to stand down from the Assembly that I didn't want to stand down from work. Um, I, I still enjoyed that engagement very much. And it was suggested to me that um, perhaps I ought to consider standing uh, uh, for the post of commissioner, uh, mm. and I did consider it. Uh, it wasn't a snap decision. I considered it. Uh, I looked at the role, uh, what was involved in it, uh, and decided that, yes, I'd like to have a go. I got my party's nomination uh, and, of course, then got elected in 2016, and I was uh, re-elected five years later. It's meant to be only a four-year term, uh, but it was an extra year because of COVID. Uh, we couldn't have oh, an yeah. election. Uh, yeah. And as a consequence of the last term being five years, this term is only three years to bring us back onto a four-year cycle. Um, yeah. uh, so, so there we are. Uh, so, yeah, that that that's the the history of that period. And and tell me a little bit about your background. I mean, I would add a little look around, but you've you've had quite a kind of diverse background, really, uh, in your career. You know, in your pre previous career, including a spell, obviously, a significant spell in education, actually, but. Uh, did has any of that been, you know, um, influential in? Do you think in you ultimately moving into more of a kind of political sphere? Uh, I think so. I mean, my my background and my uh, original qualifications are in engineering. Yeah. Uh, I was a mining engineer. Did a degree in mining engineering uh, in Cardiff University, uh, Glamorgan Polytechnic before that, yeah. um, and worked for the coal board. Um, in the South Wales area. Um, uh, and uh, then um, when the coal mines started to, to close, I went and worked abroad uh, in, in engineering and construction and um, uh, again mining, but oil this time rather than coal, um, and worked in the Middle East, uh, Saudi Arabia for three years and Libya for one year in the late 70s, early 80s, uh, came back um, then came into education, if you like, including a 13-year spell with the Welsh Joint Education Committee, where I had a, a role in the development of what we call occupational standards, a very important part of apprenticeships um, mm. and um, uh, vocational educational qualifications. Uh, but all the time, uh, in my own time, I was involved in Labour Party work and trade union work. So. Um, it, it came together quite nicely, but certainly in terms of experience of life, which I think is very important for a politician, yes. um, that, uh, that background in work and different yeah. types of work, as you say, um, was very useful. Uh, and I find, uh, I mean, I'm not saying that everybody has to wait as long as I did before becoming a professional politician, but if you do, it does help you to understand where other people are coming from, especially if they've got concerns about their own employment. Uh, you can you can feel that, and if you brought up a family as well, and maybe even you know have to have to as I have um, deal with serious illness, um, it all helps in terms of your balance of life uh, and the way in which you can work with others. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to lead you anywhere. I'm just making an observation. Sometimes I, I observe sometimes that you get a, certainly, you know, in UK government, there'll be a new minister, whatever the portfolio might be. And you think, well, you know, this person probably never done anything like that in their lives, you know. So it, I think I think life experience is, 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 uh, is actually uh, re really, really, really important. Um, do you think I don't know whether uh, do you think do you think there's an argument for policing to be to be um, you know the devolved in Wales is it, is it something that is there is there any momentum in that area or is that something you would support or not I wonder yeah there is momentum it's a, it's a, it's a very topical and important debate at the moment uh, I want to make it clear we're not talking as some do about creating a single Welsh police force uh, mm. moving from the current model of four to one. Uh, commissioners do not really, um, well, I, I'd have to say certainly my two Labour colleagues, uh, I can't really speak for David Llewellyn, who is applied Cymru uh, Commissioner, he may have a different view, mm. um, but uh, we certainly all support the notion of devolution of criminal justice, not just policing, but criminal justice to the Welsh Government, uh, as it is uh, to the Scottish Government and the Northern Ireland Government, uh, and increasingly to, to metropolitan areas in England like uh, London, uh, like Greater Manchester, for example, and there'll be more created um, through the mayoral system yes. uh, that the current government wants to create, but that will not happen in Wales. Um, but uh, it would make, in our view, an awful lot of sense uh, for criminal justice, particularly uh, policing, um, to be devolved because our key partners, as I've mentioned, local government, health, the other other organisations that work with us in terms of the administration of justice and say welfare support for those who are victims or indeed perpetrators of crime who need to change their ways, they're already devolved. So uh, it, it wouldn't be revolutionary in that sense. It would make a lot of common sense to have it all under one roof uh, and just to have the one master because at the moment uh, we do have to work to the requirements of the UK government and the Welsh government which do not always coincide. Uh, I mean, there's a common theme on criminality if you like and the importance of supporting victims. Yes, isn't much of a difference there but uh, it would make things in our view, a lot easier and more straightforward in Wales uh, if there was uh, just one public service uh, organisation uh, through the Welsh Government. Um, uh, as far as the, the uh, uh, Chief Constables are concerned, we have to be fair to them. Uh, they have to be, we often say, agnostic on this matter uh, mm. because they, um, they have to work within whatever the system is. Yeah. And currently it's uh, a reserved service, not devolved. Uh, but, um, uh, you know, I, I, I don't I'm not aware of any hostility uh, from within chief constables to the notion of devolution. But uh, you can't really expect them to say yay or nay to it. That would be quite no. unfair. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've got the Welsh dragon behind you as, as we're talking now and uh, it's kind of an interesting one. I mean, we, we're not going into detail, but the, the the scenario of health comes up a lot. You know, the health service yeah. in Wales, and it's sometimes depicted in quite a negative way from a from a UK perspective. But of course, there are, there are other 
matters at play there you know which which, which we won't we'll go into in detail which 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 impact on that but um Wales sometimes i think can be the victim of, of uh bad press shall we say when it's certainly uh, absolutely uh, um undeserved um we'll, we'll we'll be using this for a well-being series uh, for, for yyfm and um how, how do you think you've alluded to a lot of it already really uh, in a kind of i suppose a societal way how how do you think that your role as commissioner um fits in with well-being of the the, the society in, in, in gwent i suppose in your case oh quite quite strongly uh mm. i mean we incorporate the term well-being um within safety if you like we'll talk a lot about keeping people as safe as we can uh, and most people will um, link that to uh, crime and that's fair enough but mm -hmm. if we go into it a bit further we're also talking about people's well-being it's not just safe from criminals which is very important but also that they have a decent quality of life um, uh, and that they, uh, together with major partners like health uh, in this case, that we have policies in place. Uh, for example, I'll just talk about the one. Um, one of the real significance, both from a criminal point of view uh, and from things like antisocial behaviour, um, uh, issues around um, drug abuse, mm -hmm. um, which can impact very strongly on mental health, uh, and that requires a joint response. An awful lot of police time is used up. Um, uh, we're not, not complaining, please don't misunderstand this. Uh, with people who have uh, mental health episodes, sometimes as a result of drug abuse, uh, which can often be provided to them illegally. Uh, mm. And there are criminals who take advantage of those people. And together with other public services, we want to disrupt the work of those type of criminal gangs. Um, so well-being uh, is very, very important to us, uh, as it is for our own employees. Uh, I mean, we have to make sure that police officers and police staff, and indeed my staff, um, have the right type of consideration uh, the right type of work-life balance uh, so that they can cope with sometimes what are very, very stressful situations that they encounter yeah. um, and that they have the right type of support. And we want to work with um, other employers to try and have the same standards. There are issues that people may think are fringe issues, but uh, people may be surprised uh, to understand the extent of things like uh, modern day slavery. Uh, how even in a place like Gwent that actually happens uh, and yeah. how we then work with other partners to try and mm -hmm. identify both the victims uh, and the perpetrators of, of slavery uh, to actually create a safe situation for those to liberate people from slavery and to bring those who are organizing uh, the uh, the exploitation of people uh, to justice. So. Yeah. The issue of well-being is, is quite a, a widespread issue and it involves everybody, everybody understanding responsibilities and being prepared to work together. Yeah, it's, 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 it's you know, that it's, it's vast really, isn't it, when you, when you actually stop, stop and think about it. Yeah. Um, and, and so I, I just want to ask you what, uh, one more kind of thing, look into the future. Um, do you have any uh, things you still want to achieve in your role? as uh, the commissioner 
and do you and further to that do you have any other future kind of uh, objectives and targets that you're still on your on your bucket list or ambitions oh yes uh, i mean i think with a job like this um and indeed in life in general uh you always strive to improve things um if you don't um well you just stagnate uh, yeah. and there's no progress uh, so, I mean, at some point, of course, I, I will need to stand down from commissioners. I've not made a, made a formal public decision on that yet. The next election, by, way, by the way, is May of next year. Yeah. Uh, but certainly, um, yes, uh, when I do stand down, I want to feel confident that the people of Gwent are living in a place that is safer than when I first became Commissioner, uh, I want to make sure that crime is under control. Uh, anybody who says they're going to end crime is talking um, in fairyland. You know, crime mm -hmm. will always be with us. But what's important is that we can minimise it uh, through a variety of, of means uh, and that people know how to deal with it, how to report it, that police will respond, that we'll use new technologies. Uh, so that we can be as modern as we can be in the way we, we tackle crime. Uh, I want to see more police officers. We are growing our numbers now. Uh, when I first came along, uh, we were only about just over 1,100 officers in Gwent. We had been, by 2010, we, we had had over 2,000 uh, sorry, uh, 1,500 officers uh, that had declined then, uh, so that by 2016 we were down to about 1,100. That's because the way in which money had been cut. Uh, we and, my, and the I and the then chief constable said that's not sustainable. Uh, we have to reinvest now. Um, even saving on capital items if needs be, so that we can increase the number of officers out on the neighbourhood police team. So that that work is still there, but I'm very pleased to say it's meeting success. We now actually have over 1,500 officers uh, as a result of there's a been you know, a UK government initiative called Operation Uplift, um, which has helped. But we've also had our own policies in place to increase the number of officers and I'm pleased with how that's happened. Uh, so I still want to continue with that. I want to see as many officers as we can, all of which, let's not beat about the bush, we all live in the real world, uh, all of which depends ultimately on the amount of money that we have yep. um, uh, and, and how we allocate it. Uh, we still have to have decent buildings, we still have to have good technologies for our officers. We still have to have vehicles, things like we call like body worn videos, and we have to work sustainably um, uh, as much as we can. But we do need feet on the ground. Uh, we need as many officers as we can. Uh, and that's where I work very closely with the chief on the chief constable to decide on our recruitment levels uh, and what those new officers will do. We're also very pleased that the Welsh Government provides support for um, PCSOs, Police Community Support Officers, uh, yeah. and our colleagues in England uh, are very jealous of the level of support <laughs> we have. Um, some of those don't have well, virtually, virtually none, some of them, because uh, the UK government doesn't really focus on them, but we do in Wales. So again, and it's an example of partnership. Uh, yeah. So, yep, 
I, I want to see a good, strong partnership uh, between policing and other public services uh, working um, in the way that the Wellbeing of Future Generations Act intends in Wales, uh, so that we, we we have what we call the one public service approach, and that, that is strengthened. Uh, but ultimately, that people in Gwent can feel as safe as possible and within resources within their communities. Uh, that's my goal. Thank you very much, Jeff. Uh, just, to, just to close then, because we're running slightly, but great conversation. Thanks again for your time. We appreciate it. Um, what would you say to um, a young person, uh, maybe considering a, a career in the police force? Would you, would you have a, a message for them, or one just a brief message for them? Yes, yeah, certainly consider it. Um, police officers have just had a pay rise. 7% uh, pay rise, so it's a little bit more attractive financially, but don't view it purely in terms of monetary value. Um, it's very much about serving the community. Uh, and if you're the sort of person that cares about uh, the other men and women that live near him, uh, that wants a career that will involve um, applying thought, solving problems, working with new technologies and being an asset to your local community policing could well be the right um, the right task for you uh, so consider it you'll get very good training um, you'll get some excellent what we call generic skills in terms of leadership problem solving communication uh, and you could well find that uh, to be an excellent career choice it's not for everybody. I fully understand that. Uh, but if it is for you, there's only one way to find out, and that's to give it a try. Uh, Jeff Cuthbert, thank you very much. Real pleasure speaking to you. Thanks for your time. Pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks. Deal Cambrando in YYFM. And for your goodness, Valhin, in the linear lane, Akiara Newbod, Beth of Hiku Wednesday. It's yyfm.com. Thanks for listening to YYFM. For more content like this, to follow us online, and to tell us what you want to hear more of, visit itsyyfm.com.